<laughs> that was the alien baby saying hello. Well, I think he's fine. <laughs> I think he's fine. I just swabbed his gums with this whiskey. He doesn't seem to be complaining any longer. Hold, hold on. Let no! Me, let me drop. Drop him on his off. head. That'll help. Well, I don't want to drop my baby lot. Hot baby. Hot baby. So I would, hot baby coming through. Got a re- real hot baby here. Hot baby. Real hot baby. Hot catch baby. the baby. Catch the baby. It's a real yeah. alien baby. Secret alien baby. Welcome in to the Jack of the Shadows podcast, episode 11, where we are crawling our way through book two of Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time saga. For this conversation of chapters 7 through 12 of The Great Hunt, I am Eric VC, and as always, I'm joined by my traveling minstrels, the VC boys. On the fiddle is Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello. And playing the squeeze box is Adam. Oh, good day. So squeeze, squeeze box is squeezy as ever. In this week's episode, we'll start off, as you know, with a view from Dragon Mount. Slalom down the mountainside to see what shook your willow. Then we'll quiz our panel with a little who am I before we dust off some old tomes to learn about our origin stories. Two, four, six, oh, Next, who we am will I? head to the cliff's edge to look at Dara's fall, check out the stars for As the World Turns, and lastly, we will smoke some Two Rivers tobacco. Before discussing oh. our Copland of the Week and wrap things up with who leveled up. So let's scale <laughs> dr- the Dragon Mountain see what we can see. Ahoy! Dave. We see Dave. Dave we need to put That's on, it. Yeah. We need to it's put a, on our white gloves. It's a giant head floating above Dragon Mountain, obscuring the view of everything else that is there. Just me. <laughs> giant heads from Rick and Morty. This week in, <laughs> in the view from Dragon Mount. We see that last week we covered our company in Faldara after the events of the conclusion of the first book. They were being visited by the Armorland Seed, and Rand was trying to hide from her while doing his best to upset his friends enough to lead them away from him so that he could head off to his dying ground uh, and uh, explode by himself. Which didn't really work. Rand. The Armorland's arrival was spoiled, however, by an invasion of Trollocs who freed Pod and Fane. And then fled with the dagger and the horn of Valir. So yes. this week, we witnessed the cleanup of the Dark Friend raid and the disbursement of our protagonists. Matt is healed by a secret meeting of Aes Sedai, and Rand is then brought to the Armorland eh. Seat, where he is declared the Dragon Reborn, again, despite his remonstrances. Yeah. Rand and his boys head out with Ingtar to rescue the horn and the dagger, but not before someone shoots an arrow that barely misses Rand and grazes the Amarland seat. Zing. While it looks like an assassination temp, attempt, attempt, pro-temp, pro-tempore on the Amarland, Rand wonders if it was not, bum, 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 you dead him. And we are fairly certain that yes, indeed it was. Yes, it, yes, it was. Egwene, Either way, this is a bad marksman or woman. <laughs> uh, who knows? Yeah. Tavir nature, Adam. Tavir nature. Egwene and Nynaeve also <laughs> depart with the Amarlin toward Tarvalon, and in the three days or so, both companies are on the road. Rand and the boys see some abandoned towns, some flayed Faldarans. Rand is given Luz Theron's banner, and he discovers he is the second in charge of this company. Egwene and Nynaeve are yeah. introduced to Varen and take lessons from several Aes Sedai. While all this is going on, we are introduced to Bale Doman in a strange episode that has him heading mm. up the West Coast. So with a view of where we came from and where we are, let's stick our fingers into the breeze and see what shook your willow these last six chapters. 
Whoa, our I, fingers straight up into that breeze. I don't know how I felt about that segue. That was, I do. I liked it. I feel like I need to take a bath now. I feel like I don't need a proctological examination for the next two years. Yeah, it was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> With that, Adam, what shook your willow this week? Well, mostly Egwene just keeps leveling up in some way. I'm not saying that she leveled up this week, but it turns out that you, she might be a dreamer, but whatever that did. means. Uh, yeah, whatever that means. At the, at the, yeah, it at means the very, whatever very she end. wants you, all she needs to do is dream. It apparently means something significant because that Aes Sedai is like, we haven't seen one of those in a fortnight. Yeah, it's something we haven't thought about yet. Uh, she says very specifically, it's so memorable you can't recall. <laughs> it's so memorable it took the memory right out of it your not mind. You? Oh, it gosh. stood out in my mind so extremely wow. that I don't remember a darn thing about it. Here it is. I found it. Sure. You want to ask that again, Eric? <laughs> You mean, do I want to start this segment all over segue. again? Uh, Anaya just says that would be a finger in the red's eye, which is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> we all like sticking fingers in the red's eyes. Yeah, uh, none of us like those reds. Uh, yeah, they well, haven't I mean, been set up very well. None of the eyes that I do, yeah. No, they're they're not uh, they're, they're not well favored among the archers. Yeah. yeah, but anyhow, so this is something that hasn't happened for four or five hundred years. Yeah. So big yeah. deal. Big deal. Well and this stuff just keeps happening. And what is what is it's those Emmon Fielders, you know? What is she seeing? Like, like what what were what was that dream that that led her to run to Anaya? Well, I mean, originally she was looking for Moiraine. Yeah, she had so it was a dream of a man with a mask on his face and fire in place of his eyes. That's we know who that guy. That guy is yeah. yeah, yeah. It's our good old uh, friend Baltimore. Was, yeah, yeah, this guy. Uh, yeah. But he was surprised to see her. He was like, what? Right, and then he's like, what? <laughs> And then vanishes. So, that, so yeah, uh, he's, obviously, he's obviously caught by surprise because she's not supposed to be there. I know, but I just imagine it's really funny to see some guy that looks so horrifying being surprised and, like, freaking out a little bit. I need to leave. Uh, then anyhow, so he sees also a woman had been standing over Rand with yes. his little cloak on, yeah. looking down. Yep. Her face was in shadow, but her eyes shined like the moon. Like the moon. Anyhow, Egwene knew that she was evil. And then, Flash, she's gone. Right, Egwene was left with the sense that she was evil, which is, yeah. which is what she recalls to Anaya. Yeah, and then behind it all was just this feel of danger, yeah, as if a trap was just beginning to shut. So, warning, warning, Will Robinson. And Anaya yeah, doesn't Anaya, sound good. Anaya, Anaya's reaction is, "You could have, you could have an ability we haven't seen in four hundred years, or no, it could just be full of crap." Yeah. You know, yeah, no big deal. One or the other. And the way this book goes. So who knows goes, what happens with this? Well, right. But the way this book goes, I mean, I'm, it's pretty clear assuming, that she's, she's, assuming she's got some kind of dreamer. ability. Yeah, right. I think that that's a safe assumption. Yeah. She's not the only one. Maybe it's she all, is the only one. She's the only she's one so far. I mean, one. we know the three boys have some sort of dream as well. So this is an right. interesting area. Is she in the same dream that they are? Or is she in a different dreaming area? Like, is there like one area where all these dreams occur? Is there some sort of unified dream? Or, you know, is there, does yeah. each individual like have their own separate dream world? Well, none of them have encountered each other yet that we know of in the, the said dream world. The only the only consistency so. across all of them, I think, is Balsamon. Right. Balsamon. Uh, but, but what we do know is that when the three boys were dreaming, they were dreaming that they were in the same area and yet they didn't see each other. Right. So that's interesting. Yeah. But there is that dream that Rand had 
where rather than being in the room with Balsamon, he was in the castle with all of the bridges, and he felt like the other boys could have been in there, even yeah. though he couldn't find them. So we're getting some contradictory information when it comes to... We don't know if they're all dreaming this at land the of same dreams time strange, either. Strange land indeed. We don't know if they're dreaming, but I mean, we can, we can gather a pretty good sense that the boys are probably dreaming simultaneously. Because, I mean, they're asleep at the same time. Right, because they're asleep at the same time. I think, right. that that's, I think that that's safe to say. But we still have a lot to learn about this. But yeah, so Egwene was going looking for Moiraine and is told, Oh, I'm sorry. The person who has been driving your entire life up to this point isn't here. Yeah. In fact, we don't know where she is. She's gone. Not only is she gone, but Varen is gone. And Leandrin yep. is gone. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the head of the Aes Sedai, the Amarlin Seat, doesn't know where. That's, it seems to be a, a theme with Moraine, anyhow. It seems to be a sticking point between Moraine oh, yeah. and, uh, and Swan, yeah. But yet Swan's never upset with the, the results come in, so, you know. Yeah, but she did make a point the last time that they talked to say, hey, I need you around because there are some fragmentations that are going on between the different Ajas now that never existed before. Old alliances are falling apart, and part of it is because of the problems that you're causing. And it sure seems I like... I don't remember her saying it's because of the problems she was causing. Well, she feels like she feels like Moiraine being gone for an extended period of time is is leading to some people not necessarily looking at the blues in the most positive of lights. Mm. And man, Moiraine just keeps her own counsel. She she reveals a yep. little bit to Swan, but she holds back, right? Yep. Moraine has never believed in telling a person what they do not need to know. That no. sums her up. She does not. Ah, and who tells us that? Varen. Varen. Yeah, good call. Absolutely. That is the wind beneath your willow for this week. For mine, it was that freaking weird episode that Rand has in that building that he walks into in the village that's been abandoned and they can't quite figure out When he's Lord of the Flies. Yeah, what episode is this you're speaking of? So this occurs in, I want to say, that chapter town. nine. They've crossed, they've crossed the, river. the river and have not yet gone into the woods. And No, 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 they have. No. They've gone into the woods. They're very far away from that, grandmother's house. That was my joke. You passed off oh, there. Oh, yes. So they've gone over the, over the river, and they have gone through the woods, and they've arrived on the other side, and they're in this another village that's been abandoned. Everybody's looking around and... Is it Hurin or who is it that's seeing white women in oh, white robed uh, women? And Ingtar is seeing white robed no, women. No, no, it's no. Uno. It's Uno. It's Uno. I knew it had a it's, U in it. He's seeing not white the lady in robed red, but the lady in white women in windows, and nobody believes him. Uh, Matt, of course, is referring to them being uh, drapes, right? Which there were in that window. And then, and meanwhile, Rand approaches a building that he really gets bad. that he gets a really evil feeling from. Uh, Heron was just smelling something really bad in yeah. the village. We'll get to that. Yeah, he's not. He's not a. He's not a. Uh, a water. I'm bird. just sticking with birds. Look, <laughs> you are. So Rand approaches the building. He is not digging the vibe on the outside, but he's a good soldier. So he goes. Yeah, he in. felt like something was waiting. Yeah, and it was weird. 
and he has some sort of weird. This is th- this whole experience in this building is incredibly cinematic. I feel like you know, prior to the '80s, we don't have a lot of cinema, you know, sort of bleeding over in, into literature um, from a storytelling standpoint. But he walks into the room, and it's obvious that he is experiencing some sort of repeated slice of time. It's like in a loop, right? Yeah. So he sees not a fun one. He sees no. a family at dinner, and something bursts through the door. And then he sees flies consuming the dinner table. And then slowly, as the, the scene repeats, he experience, the, the, the flies continue to grow and swarm over the room, and then eventually him, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What's interesting, though, is it's six, it's six children and then six flies on the table at the end there. Yeah, it's like the loop. The loop, it's not a true loop because, like you said, the flies are increasing, so... It's there's like a time distortion within the loop within the the same scene playing itself out, which is even more weird. Yeah. So the whole thing stands out this. like a sore thumb because we've never we don't have any narrative experience like this before. We don't have any character no. experience like this before. You know, the closest unexplicable thing that we have to it was that wind. Well, it's hard to it's hard to say whether it's. I mean, it has yet to be explained. It certainly doesn't no. get explained within Mashin these couple Ra. of chapters here. Machin Sin. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, there's there's no explanation. The only thing that I can gather is that before that, what he's witnessing is the family that lived in that house right before the you know the the Trollocs arrive and right. take over. Yeah, and he's seeing that repeatedly. But what that doesn't it, explain is the why. flies. Yeah. Is or the growth why, of the flies? Why, why yeah. is he wandering into a loop in time? What, what's what's causing that yeah. to happen? What's going on in that room? Well, why is there some sort like, of magical power? Like I'm thinking it's the effect of the dark one on the world. I, yeah, and I don't be, know. I don't know. I don't know what it is because we haven't. The only thing I, I can do is, is yeah. sit and wait and hope that we have other moments like this. I don't want to hope that we have more this. moments yeah, like right, that. Yeah. No, it's for terrible. our characters, certainly not. But the other interesting thing that happens well, no, is he is how he gets out of it. So oh, hmm, yeah. he has another episode with the one power. Seems, it seems like he's pulling on the power. Yeah. And that's the way that he gets out of it. During these six chapters and, and during the, you know, the, the previous six, he's fighting the one power, and yet he's been having more and more positive experiences with the flame and the void. Now They're means- prolonging. His ability to sustain that flame and void is, is, is prolonging. Until we get to the later chapter. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, the later parts in this chapter when he's not able to do it. Well, it flutters for him, but he's still able to, when it goes away, he's still able to regain control of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he is lashed by these tendrils that he fights through to get out of this moment. I mean, he clearly draws on the one power here to do this, though he is yeah. also obviously unaware that that's what he's done. Right. But this is another like He would have a much more violent reaction afterwards had he known that's what he was doing. Right, yeah. What I also think is interesting is Matt into a house as well. And nothing happens, um, Matt. Or I wondered about we that. We don't know. Did right, nothing happen happens, Matt, or he doesn't say anything. But he doesn't come out of that house looking visibly shaken, which I imagine he would. Yeah. I mean, Matt is not yeah, known so for that, his subtlety. Matt's also not known for his forthrightness, though. He's not going to be like, not, oh, man, that but was that's totally my point. screwed up. That's exactly my yeah, point. Is he wouldn't be to able to fake his visual appearance because Matt, of the many things that Matt is. He wears his heart close to him. Yes, yeah. he, yes. He, he, his emotions are so? pretty it's prevalent. Out there. To you this point, yes. I think so. I think, I think 
Heron and uh, Rand are far more transparent than Matt is. Matt's a, I, oh, I feel like Matt's a lot more bluff yeah, and, and will deliberately say exactly the opposite of what he means. He's ironic in that in that way. Um, yeah, but it's pretty apparent what's happening. To yeah. Rand? He's definitely a complainer. No, he definitely <laughs> loves complaining about things. <laughs> yes. Not only that, he likes, it, he likes, he would, he likes to have a, a story to tell. He about that. He'd be like, what's up with this house, man? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I he didn't want that. to talk about the dreams, but I think we've gotten past that with him. Yeah, but he doesn't really like to talk about anything yeah, supernatural. Yeah, but even if he didn't like, want to talk to... about the dreams, he was still it was still apparent that there was something going on with Matt. Right. <laughs> so that's always like, oh, something's going on. Parents like Matt doesn't smell right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's that's something to keep our eyes he out smells for. Funny. Moving yeah. forward is is more instances of these sorts of episodes because I it completely flummoxed me, and I just wanted to yeah, flummox. Me too. All right. So, Dave. Dave. So mine is Pot and Fane in general, and there's there's a couple of things connected to this. First of all, I love the ridiculousness of the the something evil, the some the some greater evil that Huron keeps smelling and they're tracing it. how do these people not know what yeah. I mean with everything that Moiraine has said about Pot and Fane, with everything they've learned, with every experience they've had with this guy, he is like the worst thing he is like you open up your lunch meat and there's maggots crawling around inside of it it's like he is that gross oh, disgusting yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that you don't expect to find and he there it is so how do they not know what that is like well how can anything well, with this guy catch anyone by surprise because they dumb yeah so well, that being said also they were wondering they're like yeah, because they brought that up when he escaped. The, the, the guy said, I was like, what? Why is, why is he so important that someone came here and right. took him out? Because he's the greatest oh. evil known to mankind outside of the Dark One, or maybe the Forsaken. Yeah, and maybe that's he's described worse. because we it's don't described know. In the, in the, well, it's described in the fact that the dagger, Varen is like, oh, that's in the world. Interesting. I wonder, I wonder how many people it could have infected if we don't get it back. Yeah. Oh, the entire world. Right. And that's the effect of him. Right. We, we, we get introduced to the idea that, that this is a parallel evil to this to the major plot of this book that could this is an outbreak that, that is just waiting to happen. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a virus that is just waiting to waiting to take over the world while we're all sort of focused yeah. on this battle of good and evil. This is a whole other thing. Led by a true madman. Like he is off yeah. his rockers, crazy. Well, and he even he, in his inner monologue that we get through the narration, he even he knows, admits that he's he knows he's crazy insane. and he's perfectly fine with it. Which is even more frightening yeah. is that is right. the fact that he recognizes that and he can still function. And 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 to that point, I mean, that narrative. Just, okay, uh, how on earth does he nail a murderer to the wall? How, how does he? Oh, uh, we're getting there. Does he physically overpower the thing? Does he yeah. terrify it so much that it's just going to stand yeah. by and let him do this? I think this? he just over-evils it. Right. I mean, <sighs> how frightening is that? Let alone the so whole, scary. you know, the whole entire massacre he orders of all those people just so they don't slow them down. I mean, he's just, wow. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's, oh, you might as well eat him. He's vile. Yeah. I mean, he is, and he's, and everyone, literally, I can see why everyone's terrified him, but... The dumb people don't know the great evil they're chasing. 
They keep finding dead, flayed bodies, like remains he feels, of. He feels whole now because right, he's got the I dagger. Guess he has the dagger. Yeah. So well, we it's, know it's so. Just like yeah, yeah. Now he's now he has this other little helper for himself. So yeah, he's the he's wow. He's he's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I know, insane. and I think that's really fascinating that we have. So we have this overarching. Everybody talks about the fact that we should be terrified of uh, Balzaman and don't name the Dark One and blah blah blah. blah. This final battle is going to take place with the place with that. But the, the scariest guy so far is this guy, and he's right in their midst. He's the one that has the most power, and well, they're chasing right. him. And that's the reason why he's the scariest yeah. is because what we do know he's real. Is that right? Because we know that despite what's going on and despite the fact that some these Forsaken are popping up, we know Balzaman is somehow still imprisoned, even though yeah. he's in people's dreams and physically manifested enough to get killed by Rand at the end of the first book. He's, yeah. he's still imprisoned, whereas Potten Fane is not. But he has been, and he's out. Right, <laughs> Right. Yeah. He's he was free. in prison, but he was also wooing maidens whilst in prison. Yeah, I mean, he is like the super virus. He's like a plague. Yes, he is a the super virus, virus. The viral, you know, it's like it's like it's like in Resident Evil where they break that virus and it strain just goes and yeah. spreads out. That's him. Yeah, that's what like he out is. In the world, he's an outbreak, and he has he has broken free and he is out there. So yeah, so that was my yeah. that was my. It's just. The guy, the guy's so creepy, one. and the and the more we find out about him, the worse it He's gets. He's a mean one. I mean, every time you think Bond you you fame. know like the most evil thing about him, he like one ups it the next time. Yeah, and, and he's, he's so and he's, he's still so in development. Seriously happy about it. Too. Yeah, yeah, because he's still like becoming whatever it is he is ultimately going to be. Because yeah. he's bad yeah. now, but you get the sense that he's going to be worse somehow. Yeah, I imagine he's just wringing his hands about it all the time. He's so happy. Yeah, he's yeah. so eager yeah. to be even more. Although filthy. I mean, he does. But thank goodness he does not know how to was... open that chest. Right, he doesn't. He, right, he does, despite his evilness, yeah. I know he has some wherewithal not to. I guess he doesn't. Know he doesn't know that. how to. You don't want that guy with the horn of Valyria. Well, What's in the box? box? Yeah. I guess that is the interesting thing is that he is he is this he is that evil and he but Balzaman still is the one that is controlling him. So no, I don't think so. Kind like of. He, I don't he, think he, it he seems is, like he's, it. No. he's, he's responding to the opening that he's responding to what was innately put in him. I think he is. But I don't know that he's answering to Balsam anymore. No, I mean he's because he's oh, reveling. Okay. He's reveling in some instances in his own agency. I mean, in the fact that he is no longer he the hound on the box? leash. He wants to. He why doesn't know he how. Open that box. He doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't know how. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, have he legitimately the does not uh, know the secret buttons to push to open it. So with laughter, we're going to close the. Cover on uh, on Pod and Fane now, and uh, it is time for a revisitation Hurry. of Who Am I? This is where I sorry, give you. That? This is where you don't talk over me, and I give you a clever, Jesus. A clever limerick, and you try to guess <laughs> who this character is. Ooh, okay, I'm ooh, excited. Ooh, yes, yeah. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. All right, so. Uh, here is here is the uh, the limerick. I boarded the three upon their flight and gave them advice throughout the night of travels and things of exotic delight to land them safely near the bridge of white. Who am I? Doma. Bail Doman. I do be Bail Doman. I I Doman. I, mm. I demand. I love my ship. I am Doman. 
I don't care that much about the people working on my ship. I let them die. <laughs> no, he does. He just doesn't care about the guy two, that is doing two, is watching two and is not fine. actually three be too many. <laughs> not actually standing guard at night when he just wants to be out of there. When people are supposed to be keeping <laughs> keeping their eye on the shore, and then three, Jeez, three what's going on with four this guy? guys suddenly so jump that he onto just the pops ship. Back up. Yeah, he in the mid, like he doesn't even get his own Here chapter. He just gets a segment at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, well, the interesting thing is he's now two hundred crowns richer. I mean, he got a sack of gold. He kept that, took off. So yeah, he's got some. He's got some coins. With yeah. gold before, right? For this, well, I don't know if they. I don't know if they actually sort of, ever. If he ever actually accepted it before. No, no, no. He hasn't. He he hasn't accepted it before. But he's clearly no. been offered copious amounts of gold in order. This to, time it was enough to take. Yeah, in order to. Well, I well, think. Yeah, there's a I think combination. This time he was just like, I, I've lost. I've lost two men already. Yes, exactly. And maybe I can escape across the Aerith Ocean to yeah. the mysterious lands that no one goes to. He's, he's reached a point of critical mass with this, with what whoever yeah. and whatever it is that's trying to get him to head toward the east. What uh, man, no one likes people from Tarvalon. No, I don't understand the currency. It's like the like whole world eat, tolerates so them, but no one currency. likes them. You mean just with regard to the coin that he's given? Right. I think yeah, that I like, think that's like, more with the with the that city that he's in, though, and the and the nation that he's in. Yes and no. I mean, he doesn't want anything to do with the White Tower. He doesn't want anything to do with the Tower of Allen witches. Uh, well, he they be I mean, witches. He, he, but they but he, be goes, he goes through through the thought process of knowing that it, he that all of the money that he's been given is in Tarvalon Marks, which he can't spend in that area because yeah, which is if he so were to spend it in that area. I mean, it makes those, sense, I suppose. Those people don't. Those people in the in the country that he's in don't respect it. Well, even more interesting is it's no Tarvalon Marks given to him from a lord from Carrion, mm-hmm. right? Carrion, which. Plots within plots. Yeah, yeah. That we have oh, no there are idea a lot about of plots within plots that are brought up here. Right. But what we do oh know God. is the Ugh. king of Kyrian means no good to anyone. Well, at least Bail Doman. To Bail Doman, yeah. Right, because he has written a note, a missive, for, if you will, for Bail Doman to uh, be Killed. slaughtered once he arrives. Where? Where is he going? Hmm? It's west. They want him to, uh, or it's uh, it's east. They want him to go east. That's and, what my yeah, they want him but... to go. They want him to go to the uh, Arad Doman. They want him to go east, and he instead heads west. Yeah, across the Aerith Ocean. I like see. I like the fact that he's back. I like him as a character. He's interesting. Me too. He's, a, he's a tasty, tasty morsel. He's well, a, he's a self interested man, right? I mean his his primary driver is profit. He's yeah. a capitalist. And he makes no well, bones he, about I it. I think it's, and he loves collecting things, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important to bring up because what do we know he is in possession of? <laughs> Another uh, one seal. Of the seals? <laughs> yeah. Of all the people in the world to have one, Bail Dolman's got one. Right. And this is yeah. what he suspects they're after, right? Because he does, he does a, he goes through sort of a catalog in his mind of what he's possessed and what he bought yeah. most recently that led to. This this uh, onslaught of people trying to encourage him to head east. But how do they know he has it? Well, this See, is I don't know. Dark friends, dark friends, they be everywhere. But I don't. Yeah, it's so weird. How do they know he has that? 
Um, I mean, so I would strange. I would imagine Balzaman Maybe knows where his seals are. Maybe the agents of evil can sense, can oh, sense true, them. True. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I I mean, he probably doesn't because otherwise he could have been pointing out where they were forever. But yeah, I mean, it just seems like his network of spies is getting more effective, more pervasive. You yeah. know, there are probably more of them. So Bail Doman, in addition to having a light a light stick and several other relics of the and past, some figurine with a sword. Yeah, some little fat figurine with a sword, whatever right. that Which, is. Which, well, it sounds that your Warren would like to know right. about that. It sounds very it sure similar to like what, something that... right? It sounds very similar to the the relic that Moiraine uses uh, to augment her power. No, I was more talking about. I bet you Moiraine <laughs> would like to know that he's got a seal. Well, of course. Oh yeah, as would any of the I said I. So uh, Bale Doma, any Tom, Dick, and Harry, yeah. everyone. There you go. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're looking for. Obviously, he he's not going to get introduced a here. Smuggler, he be. If he uh, and he also mentions like he is, he's heading toward. It seems like he's heading toward. Um, is he going to the Arath Ocean or? Uh, what would that mean? Is he like to own a boat at that point? Well, he owns. What, a smuggler. what would that mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I think I think it's a pretty rare thing. Owning a boat? No. Yeah. No, he's a river trader. If there, there are plenty of them. He oh, okay. seems to be incredibly successful. And his riverboat seems capable of sailing the how you know the shallow shoals of the ocean, which most riverboats wouldn't be capable of. He's got doing. a good boat. He does. He, he the spray be a good boat that he has there. Yeah, it's like that the Millennium be. Falcon. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, it can uh, be make the Kessel Run in under Ooh. parsecs. Some some <laughs> amount of parsecs that I can't exactly 400, remember. Four hundred parsecs. <laughs> Um, 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> yeah. All right. At least you got that. Hey, I got that one. So, who am I? Is uh, is Bale Doman? Let's. Uh, who am I? Let's dig into some origins here with a little origin stories. Mm. So we get mm. to backstory. We Boy, get man. to the beginnings of uh, several different peeps here. One being Rand during his conversation. Well, not his conversation, but the conversation about him after he leaves the room between Swan and, uh, and Moiraine or, or well, is he in the room the for conversation that? with him? No, he's in the room. You're right. He's in the room for this. <laughs> Nothing like people talking about you to each other when you're in the room, but they're not talking to you. And then we learn pretty good though. We learn a little yeah, bit. About, I love, how, I love how land gets him prepared for that. Me too. It's super sweet. Great. It's a great scene. It's, it's, it's I a love that. great camaraderie. It's, it's Lan once again, as we've seen a few examples of, going out of his way to you know protect and look out for these kids against the interests of what he's supposed to be aligned with. Yeah, I think he respects his uh, dedication, and apparently he's probably fairly good with the sword. I think that's uh, it. I mean, I think that the the one other time that we've seen Lan go against the desires of Moiraine up to this point, it's been it's been dealing with Rand, right? He hasn't done it with he hasn't yeah. done it with Matt or Perrin. It's all been Rand. No, and it, he's never been really one on one with right. those guys. And it all seems to have to do with the Heron Mark blade. Yeah, so it's something it, he knows. Yeah, right. It's something that he right. I think it's he a just recognizes for him. Game. Uh, but in this case, but in this case, it's much far reaching, more far reaching than that because he has that pin made for Rand, the Manetherin pin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because so we're talking an actual true bond blood of between Mar these two. True blood of Manetherin. 
I yeah, I think that he has identified Rand as somebody who's going to have to deal with a whole lot and have a whole lot yeah. on his shoulders, which Lan understands. Yeah, yeah. And he and because of that, there's an affinity developed there, and he is looking out for him and trying to help prop him up for what is ahead. I love it though. He's he's dressing him in clothes. Yeah, he's like that's the good one. Well, Moiraine is dressing him in coach. clothes. You no, know, he means to go to present himself to the the Amaran. Yeah. Well, but what yeah. he Moraine does is he dresses sure, him in he's custom. Also, he's also like this is. This is great. And then also when he gives him that pen, he's like, that'll give him something to think about. Right, right. <laughs> right, because it's the Red Eagle. It's the sign of Minethra. Yeah. And then the cat crosses yeah. the courtyard. Right, and then he and then he gives him a stance to walk yeah. in with, which, so is a, which we recognize so as a stance with a certain amount of arrogance. And then he yeah. gives him a whole bunch of protocol to, uh, you know, to behave with in the presence of the Amarlin, which mm-hmm. it, which even even land mentions will make you look like you know what you're doing even if you don't it's uh it's pretty good too uh that that's all that's all set up and then they run into uh liana is that her name liana yeah. the said i said the uh... uh yeah and well meanwhile she's just like looking dudes up right and down she's that one is yeah that one's just checking. You'd think she was a green out. the way they describe also, it. Also, why did she not choose the green? Right. I don't <laughs> know. It seems like she should have been there. Right, exactly. Anyhow, so so Rand runs runs into her and then he seeks the flame in the void and she's like, Oh, that one wasn't who is that one taught by? Yeah. Is that Leanne or is that is that Leanne? Okay. Whatever, Leanne. They recognize they recognize, yeah, they can identify him using the flame in the void, which I think is interesting. So that means that that is that that is not just a mental cloak that he is wearing, but it has some sort of I don't physical know if it's manifestation. Just confidence the fact that he had that confidence. I don't think so. I think he looks like he's zoned out somehow. It is is the is the impression that I got from from that description. Hmm. Just the impression that I get. So into the backstory. So. We learn a little bit in Chapter 8 about Rand's origins. Up to this point, the only understanding that we've had of it has been the dream that Tam had, or the... The uh, The fever dream. The fever dream, thank you, that Tam has uh, while Rand is trying to bring him back to town during uh, Winter's Night. So here we get a lot more development of what Tam did. So Tam was not it was just a yeah. and, and had a bit of wanderlust. He leaves Was it wanderlust or did he feel he was called to fight the Aiel? No, it's not yeah. that he feels like he's called to fight the Aiel because he leaves before that. Hmm. He leaves uh, and that's what I found really interesting is he leaves as a boy to join the uh, well, I mean, yeah, he joins the Ilian army but he doesn't join it for the Aiel war. He joins it to fight the White Cloaks. In the uh, in the white cloak and then uh, yeah, the white, white cloak, cloak rebellion. War, rebellion, yeah, and then he fights. And we two find out more how old they are at this. They're twenty. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Rand and Perrin, all of them are. They're they're twenty. So, so Tam goes off to fight in Good the white know. cloak war, and then he fights two more wars between Ilian and Tyr, who are constantly battling. And he gains so yep. much experience through that that he mm-hmm. rises to the ranks of the second captain of the Companions, whatever that is. Yeah. And then he meets Rand's mother, who is from Camelin. So those are Rand's origins. Well, no, <laughs> those aren't Rand's origins. Born, uh, those yeah, are Rand's parents who aren't his on parents. The side of the mountain where he died. Right, because we also learn yeah, that's a, a little bit. Deal. We also learn a little bit about. 
Those are the Moiraine. orange of the parents that he doesn't actually have. We, we learned about right. Moiraine and Swan. So we learned that... Yeah, 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 yeah. ...that this whole plot that we've been trying to figure out, because obviously Moiraine has had some sort of plan that she's hinted at in, an, in a couple of different occasions up to this point, we finally figure out what it is that led her to Emmons Field in I the first I just want to know where else she was looking. It sounds like all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so she so she happened to find herself in the Amarlin's chambers on a day when one of the Aes Sedai who has the telling, who is the, the foretelling, yeah. The um, so that's an interesting thing to me because this one has a foretelling, but apparently she wasn't a dreamer. She was just someone they're, they're, that had they're foretelling. They're not mutually exclusive, and you can have one and not have the other. Well, apparently there hasn't been a dreamer for two. Well, maybe she didn't know about this one that had the foretelling. I just think it's Probably interesting not. when Egwene was told that, hey, we haven't had a dreamer for 200 or 300, 400 years. And then there's this other girl 20 years ago, old lady. She might have just had, had foretelling, foretelling and not have been. Because it's in one of these one of these chapters they mention about Elida has um, the, foretelling. the foretelling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a so, distinct, talent. but they don't mention that she's a dreamer, right? So I think they're they can be two two separate things. They're distinct talents. Yeah, seems like it. Varen suggests that they or Anaya suggests that they can be linked, but they are they are still two yeah. distinct talents. So okay. so there they are as accepted in the Amarlin's chambers. Apparently. In the Amarlin's chambers, the woman ho- dies holder of the seals. The uh, I know the, it's so good. Right, he, he burns. She speaks. He burns. Right, she speaks that the uh, that the the dragon reborn has been born, in so many words, and then she dies. <clears throat> and that's there, going on on a high note right there. <laughs> Right? Yeah. By the way, I have this last foretelling. Yeah. I'm going to tell the world that they're about to be yeah. bathed in blood and fire. Good night. Yeah. 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 And, that's, and that's that's another interesting thing is that, like, the savior of the world is that there's a lot of irony tied that up is in the, the Dragon thing. Reborn is that he's also going to destroy a whole that's lot of such, stuff. Yeah. Every suffering, everybody, the entire world is just. Yeah. And he ends the battle. That's really, really, yeah. I mean, I guess that's revelation, I suppose. Revelations, this one. Yeah, it, I mean, it, well, what's nice about it is it's a it's a complicated story that we're involved in. It's not just simply you know somebody who's going to save the world and everything's going to be hunky dory. Obviously, along with the salvation and the continuation of existence is going to come a whole lot of destruction. And what we know from the yeah. prophecy is those two things of teeth. are linked. They are they are they are linked. You cannot have one without the other, and that's that's the end toward which we're headed. So so here are these here are these two the girls. They're like, uh, okay, so now we know that the dragon nice, reborn is out there somehow, and they take it upon themselves to go yeah. seek after it. And one of them is wandering out in the world, and the other one becomes the Armorland seat. Yeah, yeah. So now we get why Moiraine has been allowed to do a whole lot of this stuff. But at the same time, she's causing a whole lot of problems for Swan. Well, but it's not like she's she's causing yeah. a whole lot of problems. But they, it's not like Swan can be like she can't really discuss why she's out and about and not coming back because that would apparently give up right. the plot that no one else knows. Right. Which is why when she wants to talk to her about what's going on, she she dismisses Leanne from the room and has a conversation yeah. with her. But that conversation but not is Varen. 
Yeah, yeah not Varen. Oh, yeah, indeed. That would that's a huge because Varen's in the know. Such yeah. a smart one. This she is an Varen. observant little sparrow. We'll talk about that later, though. So we get a whole lot about about Rand and sort of where he's coming from. And this is this is the last nail in the coffin of Rand's past. At this point, he can no longer deny that he is. While he is, he can claim Tam as his father. He can't claim him as his biological father. There's, there's obviously a lot right. more going on there than what he has believed uh, up until, you know, four. Or five Rand is going ago. through some stuff. <laughs> He's got chapters. a mountain of poop just dropped on him. So and then he loses. He has to say goodbye to a Gwen. Uh, another heart wrenching scene. I was yeah, going to touch on that, but yeah, you got like to it. Who knows what happens, but it right. seems like... It's oh, so sad. What? She That's whispers she loves him, or he says it, one of them, and... Uh, oh, he's hugging her, and he says, I love you. Yeah, he, he mumbles yeah, he it. She thinks that he, she hears him say it, and then... But she is not meant I may for never you. see you again. Not but prior the to that, there, that are, there are a couple of other origins here that we learn sorry, about. Sorry, uh, One yeah. of which is uh, Lord Luke who we've had referenced a couple of different times at this point. Yeah. We get we get the story of Tigrain and Luke, who are brother yeah. and sister. Well, yeah, I don't know where Lord's coming from, just Luke. Um, no, no, it actually says Lord Luke. In, Luke came uh, to the mountains of doom. I some waited in the high pass. No, no, no. You're reading. You're reading the prophecy. I'm talking about what Varen discusses in chapter. I want to say eight, but I could be wrong. They they are their brother and sister who were part of the chain of uh, the chain of the crown. Oh, Lord Luke was a brother to, to Green. She was the heir to the crown in Camelin, and he was the prince of the sword. And they both wandered off and disappeared, causing a whole bunch of problems in Camelin, which then eventually led to the rise of the Morgases becoming the what, queen. Yes, this is what led yeah, to yeah. yes, and it caused a whole lot of problems. And uh, he is somehow tied into this this weird dark prophecy, which is scrawled on the wall. So we learn about that, and then Lan's brother also gets brought up it's in not, all of it's this. It's not his brother; it's his uncle. Isom was a son of Brienne, wife of Lane Mendragon. Lane Mendragon was the brother of the king. Yeah, it's his nephew. Gets brought up here as well, and in some really, really twisted, obscure prophecy. Which at this point, there's obviously a lot of truth tied into this, but the but what any of it means is your my your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but Varen seems breaks like down a lot of some of, some of yeah. who it is. Well, you know. Varen Varen can identify the name. We get identification of names like Lanfear um, as part of the prophecy, right? But yeah. the but as far as origins go, we gather that we also there there is also you know we're hinted at the fact that uh, Archer Hawkwing's uh, descendants are there are smatterings of in Tomon Head, and that it's possible they have uh, that they were across that they the that they've ocean. returned right that he sent a bunch of them out somewhere across the ocean and perhaps they're coming back and we yeah. know that. We know that Toma, that there have been rumors that there's stuff going on on Toman Head. Is the interesting thing about that is I'll see you on yeah, Toman Head, right? And that right, right. And then there's yep. then there's that uh, that rhyme that uh, Pod and Fane has recited to Rand, right? He well, he wrote it on the wall yep. that Rand scrubbed off. 
it, if it was him that wrote it on the wall, we don't know necessarily who wrote it on the wall that Rand yeah, scrubbed off the did. door. He was scrubbing off the door well, when Leandrin came in and found him. His writing was more intricate and looked like poetry compared to the rest of it, so it was probably... Well, no, no, I'm specifically talking about when Rand comes down into the, the room, not the, not the dark prophecy. The, no, I know that. The writing on the wall was different. Right. The one that he scrubbed So off. I'm guessing maybe like, Pot on Fame was the one that hand. wrote it on the door because he's also yeah. the one that's, when he's cackling in his madness later, he's battling yeah. about meeting Althor there. And yeah. then the, uh, the, last, the last interesting thing when, with regard to the origins that I found is that Swan, uh, after, after talking through things with Moraine, mentions that she's not fond of what they've done to Rand. Yeah, that, I thought that was interesting. Who's not fond of it? About? Swan. Is not fond of Swan. what? Is not fond of what they've done to Rand. They who? The she room. and Moraine. She's like, I don't, I don't feel good about that. Basically, right. is what she said. Oh, about sending him out the way they're sending him. So this is this well, is I mean, what Moraine I want to talk like, about. Moraine is just disappears. Is well, they both. Moraine do. is there for that moment, so her disappearance doesn't really have yeah. bearing on it. But it, well, she's talking about everything up to that point, everything that they've done up to that point, and then what they've done with him in the room. So yeah. So she has some regret, regrets with the way that they're they don't like what they they, they're doing, but they're doing what they have to do. You, right. It's it's like you know the path you have to take, but you don't have to like that. You don't have to like it, but it is the path you have to take. There's some indication that yeah, apparently that it's perhaps... going to lead the entire world to suffering and gnashing of teeth. And then also they just mentioned they're just like, oh yeah, he learns to when he learns to like use the light on his own. Heaven help us all. Right. So, yeah, and they, they have to if under... they don't like what they do to Rand, or they don't like they do what they did because it's like we unleashed this Nova under the world. It's like it's like letting a lion loose, but and you angry. have to. There's there's two things going on. It's like on letting here. a hungry lion loose. Yeah. First yeah. of all, first of all, they know prophecy, and we've we've already we've already discussed this that that the end of the world is or or the destruction of the Dark One is not a happy ending. They have to right. be aware of the fact that. What their goal is, is to keep this guy alive long enough so that he's there to defeat the, you know, the, the big bad evil that is there at the end. But that, but yeah, that, they also make, but that defeat the fact, oh, doesn't mean that the, do that the world is not whole, right? That, that the, that the prophecies all indicate that along with the good, the defeat of the evil, there is the bad and that the, the world sort sure. of gets torn apart. Yeah, the world sucks. But there was mentioned, there was mentioned that uh, she mentioned to uh, Moraine, once the battle is done and he defeats them, we'll deal with what happens afterwards. So does that mean that they're expecting maybe they might like maybe, take yeah, his maybe powers away Maybe they have to gentle him with that at that point or who knows? Yeah, well, they're pragmatists. They're going to yeah. do whatever they need to do when everything is yeah. over, but yep. there's no yep. doubt in their minds yep. that he needs to be alive for at when when Balzaman or Shaitan needs to be defeated. Yeah, he's apparently an integral part to that. So, but the other thing that's going on there yeah. is they mentioned that to him. It's one thing to talk about a prophecy; it's another thing to discuss a human being who's right in front of you, and and that's right. where yeah. That, I think that that's where Swan's regrets come in, but I also think that I also think that she's concerned as to whether or not they're steering him in the right direction. Oh, that makes sense. Hmm. Because the, I feel like they're pretty convinced they know what they're doing. 
Well, I don't know that she knows that. I don't know that she knows that she understands everything that Moiraine is doing. Because even Moiraine admits that's true. Because they've the only na- had two letters to each other. Well, not only that, but what Moiraine is clearly—I mean, it, it, it discusses in the narration—that she holds something back, that she's not revealing the int- entire yeah. truth to. Swan. Well, let me rephrase that. Moiraine, it seems, pretty convinced she knows what she's doing. Right. The re- this regret, though, comes from Swan. Right. So yeah. she, she, I think, is also probably pretty clearly not operating with all of the information. And she How about the to... fact that the two of them are ready to kill Varen? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they, they gathered for, power. Once again, themselves. for the sake of the world, they will sacrifice right. the one, even well, if she's part of their, she's a sister. Right, and, and we've, we've seen and this. And Varen was just like, oh, this would be very interesting to study. Yeah. <laughs> she's like loyal. It was yeah. She yeah. is. That's she's, like the Browns. The Browns are the studiers. Right. That's the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of them. That's the role that they play. Those are the Eric's. But at the same time, we, we see several occasions not several, we see a couple of hints that perhaps Varen is playing a role there. Egwene sees her eyes sharpen when she discusses Rand to uh yeah. to her. So she's more than meets the eye. Yes. So Varen, Varen, very well may be uh, dissimulating. We'll see. And, yeah. and playing a role for you know everyone. We we've already developed some of the ideas that happen in Fall Dara, but the next segment is Dara's Fall, where I, I kind of want to just wrap up some of the other things that happen in Fall Dara, because we learn that Chengu is one of the two dark yes. friends who is responsible for opening the dog's gate and letting in the uh, the Trollocs. And Didn't end too well for him. Allowing the escape nope. of Pod and Fane. And we know when Pod and Fane is rescued, he's surprised by the person who comes in and frees him. So is that... Yeah. Is that Changu? Is he surprised that he's being freed, freed by the guy who's been responsible for keeping his jail all this time? Is it Leandrin? We don't know. Yeah, I just figured it was Leandrin. I have no idea. But yeah, could be him. Would he even know who she is? I don't put it past Potter Fane to know anything. No, I, yeah, I feel like he knows everything. <laughs> he just know, He's <laughs> omniscient. He just knows everything. Okay. I mean, he knows well, a lot I of mean, dark friends. Like, he knows he can, a lot of high place dark he friends. He can sense where Rand is, and then Rand just vanishes every once in a while, and that's weird. False. I've so got a, a hypothesis. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing he, I'm guessing he Rand's disappeared when he's using the power. And then he would come back. What was Rand doing when he was vanishing? I think he's using the power. I guess. But that's weird. Why would he disappear when he's using the... Uh, it's Because it's like a shield. Or maybe, or maybe there's something that uh, Egwene is doing because Egwene can see him in his dreams. So maybe she's somehow... That frequency is running interference. Egwene can... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But this is the first time she's yeah, seen him in his knows. dreams, and he's disappeared. Fane's lost him a few times. He mentions right, or maybe it's Perrin because yeah. we know that we know that Perrin has a familiar in his dreams that protects him in his dreams. So maybe somehow Perrin is protecting him. Only so, Perrin's not seen Matt Rand in his dreams. No, Perrin has not seen Rand in his dreams. So it's something. Then there is the assassination attempt, which we've discussed is most likely aimed at Rand. And Rand mentions the idea of the Watcher, who he has now sensed twice. He sensed yeah. how the Amelin just brushes it off like, it's no big deal. I get shot at all the time. Yeah. She, 
Yeah, anyone could be doing this in any city I go to. Right, exactly. I wonder if she also suspects that it's aimed at Rand and she's just trying to move on so that Quite nobody, possibly. nobody actually you know looks any farther into it. Not Plus, to draw attention to it. She him. wants to leave. She's right. got other stuff that she's, you know, that she's trying Pressing to do. Pressing matters. Pressing matters at hand. Mm-hmm. We have this prophecy that is scrawled on the walls of the prison cell. Oh uh, gosh, yeah. And we've already discussed that we've learned we've learned yeah. a little bit about a couple of key figures from it, but there there are also a number of other elements that are raised from that whole poem of that of that prophecy. Thing, though, this is it's presented as this is evil prophecy. This is prophecy right. coming from the Trollocs. This is something that's been passed down from them. And so it's like the, it's like the the evil the, version of the yeah and the, the Aes Sedai are cycle. like we don't right but we can try to pair it out the Aes Sedai don't I mean the Aes Sedai don't have logs of dark prophecy their their prophecy is apparently all tied to the light yeah yeah cool so some of the things that we learn through the prophecy one of one of the most concerning is that apparently it says that Lanfear is on the loose. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's a little bit disconcerting. The what is her name? Uh, the daughter, daughter of, the, of the daughter of the night, yeah. The, the the frightening aspect of that is is the fact that she was, she was in Hawkeye's love with Luz Theron. They mentioned that that yes. she was his his lover. Right. That's a big deal. Well, I mean she was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, sure. who knows what impact it'll have moving forward. Well, it seems like she's standing over him. There's some woman standing over Rand, and we've had mention of her. It seems like it right. could be her. That could, that could be her. The I mean, the, the biggest concern with, with regards to her is she seems to be the most, the second most powerful Uber of powerful. all yeah. of the Forsaken. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that probably puts her somewhere equal footing with, oh, I don't know, Pot and Fane. <laughs> yeah we have yet to get there she's so, a, apparently a sexier version than pot and fan yeah that doesn't right. take much so so it doesn't there, it takes like a one not crooked eye right exactly <laughs> so there's another there's another forsaken on the loose they they just yeah. keep seem to be popping up here so which is strange to me because apparently they're closer to the wheel somehow so someone did a bad job at burying them why well, didn't they closer, just bury closer them to the surface yeah. As deep as every other one. Well, very, because very maybe they only had a certain amount of ground that they could bury them in, and they buried them in a column, Adam. That's why. Should I, I, I found it hysterical when they're, when they're nah, going through don't the... Don't worry about it. When they're going through the prophecy, I found it hysterical. They keep trying to get Baron to stay on task. And she just keeps talking over them. <laughs> She's just kind of like... They keep trying to distract. She's like, now this thing and this thing. And they get She's her off, of course. And then she just keeps going, with this thing and this thing. <laughs> It's funny to me. Yeah, and yet somehow she's she's just I, I guess been smart she's enough to conclude points, that that Rand is that Rand is the Dragon Reborn. Well, she said or one that of he them. can channel. No, that yeah. he can channel. The one of those three boys. She's been able to conclude that, and also obviously feels comfortable enough mentioning it around Swan that she doesn't think she's going to get killed. I don't know if she feels comfortable enough, or she just talks to herself i feel like she was talking to herself i mean i can she's smart she's a smart cookie right i i feel like she's smarter than that so i think that this is a revelation of what 
she's she's choosing to disclose something of herself to these two here. I think, even though she does it in a manner that you're right, Adam does totally seem like she's just talking out loud and says something foolishly in a moment that she probably shouldn't. She seems more calculated than that. So that's interesting. Rand redeems himself a little bit here in Faldara with Matt and Perrin and is yeah. trying to tell them, hey, I was really trying to help you guys and just trying to be a jerk. Well, he's not even in Faldara when he does that. Well, no, no he's they're off on they're off on their excursion to find Right, exactly. But he does Matt he, will listen. Listen. He does try to get, you know, to get back on their good side, though they're not really having all He's that been much trying. Of it. He's been well, trying they do. this whole time. They do. When he when they're Rand at the, when they're at trying. when they discover they have the whole banner conversation and then Matt yeah. gets all Matt. That's <laughs> the only explanation. Matt, Matt gets Matt all Matt and, and leaves, leaving Perrin and, and, and Rand to have to you know, Matt's just talking about all the other people that have all the other people that have gone crib the power. Right. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, everyone, you can't tell anyone. Everyone here will kill us, but they find out you can channel. Right. And if you if they don't find out you can channel, then you're just going to go mad and kill us. <laughs> right. And Perrin's <laughs> like, that's not helping, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Shut Perrin's, up. <laughs> like, finally, Perrin. Good job, Perrin. Yeah. Also, would have been a good time for uh, Rand to talk to Perrin about what's up. Ties afterwards. The wolfies. Yeah. After they had that moment, maybe be like, oh, hey, Perrin. I know we keep talking about how I wish I only knew what you know about women. But what's going on with your eyes, buddy? <laughs> I think Rand is a little caught up in the fact that his friends know that he can channel, but yeah. I don't know that his friends know that he's the Dragon Reborn. No, they don't. They don't know he's the Dragon Reborn. He doesn't even. He doesn't even necessarily believe that at this point. He I thinks mean, he might be manipulated. You know, he believes he might be manipulated. Legs and claws. I, his whole his, it, that that wears on me a little bit. I'm not going to be used. Where is he coming up? He's all coming up with this from one conversation with Tom Marilyn. From yeah, one and old and worse Balsamon. And his entire upbringing. Well, he's, yeah, he's always been, he's been, he's been raised we've learned in a, that people from Emmons Field are prejudiced. Yeah, but. Right. He's been raised in a culture where Aes Sedai are manipulators. Right, but it's more mm-hmm. the fact that he's a man who can channel, and it, that's more what he's referring to. It's not, it's not the Aes Sedai manipulators. It's the fact that he's a man who can channel, and the men who can channel have been used by the Aes Sedai as puppets yeah. to set up false yeah. dragons. That's what well, he's, he's getting it from. Dream, he got, he's got, got it from the dream with Balsamon. You're dumb if you're listening to that. Well, and we also, but well, we also know sure. that the people I'm of Emmons Field are stubborn too. and willful, and, and dumb, he's exe- and he's exhibiting all of that stuff with regard to this this specific area we have seen both rand and Egwene be really really dumb well dumb or obstinate well, no Egwene was dumb when she went down to pod and fane rand is being was dumb when he's just perpetuating his own yeah. stereotype they're just using me they're just using me they're letting you go free so yeah okay maybe they they, they do have designs on you but i love that quote you know a tool being made is no mm. less yeah, um, yeah yeah it was a fantastic right. quote and i wish that i could remember swan. it and that, it's 100 yeah, percent correct she says it's like a rudder in a ship yeah it's it's no less useful because yeah. it's being used for what the design of what it is, and that's right. Rand. He but he also, can't see that. Not the best news to hear. <laughs> it's like okay, fine, great analogy there, but you're still you're still using me. Well, the world is using him. He just sees it. He just sees yeah. it as them. But it's not just them. 
The whole no, world the is using world. him for their own salvation. Yeah. But he can't see that. No. He can't no, because but what he's he, a person. <laughs> no, it isn't just that, Eric. He's so he's focused on being used by the Aes Sedai. He's got these blinders right. on about that that he can't see sure. anything else but no. that. Because he's been raised to believe but that they are it, manipulators. But he's and also, he is. No one else in the world is manipulative. But no, the he dark is one, being used by them. He's not the, wrong. You think the dark one isn't manipulative? He's not wrong. He is, he is, being, wrong. He is being used by them. And, and uh, Swan's, Not in the way he's painting Swan's, it. Well, Swan's point well, is... Well, it doesn't matter. Is we're, way it's bad. We're using you to an ultimately good end. Like, there's, there's a good end here. But he it's can't a goodish end. Speaking of Rand, uh, there's also the interesting thing of when the Amarlin arrives, he's trying to get out of Faldara, and he can't because there's been this order given that nobody can discover the source yeah. of. Um, who gave yeah. that? Who gave that order to not allow Rand to leave Faldara? We're having to guess it's either Maureen or Swan. I, I have no idea. It, That's a really good question. Because I mean, they're Swan like, has oh, wait, barely no, arrived. It's got to be Moiraine, doesn't it? Yeah, but why would the... Oh, but that's interesting. The thing is... That's if, weird. It mean, okay, Moiraine would make sense, but why would everybody listen to Moiraine? Well, all she needs to do is tell one trusting person, and that person then disseminates it. And That person has to be... All anybody needs to do is trust that individual. Well, that individual would have to be someone high-seating, and that's mm-hmm. going to be Aglomar? Yeah, sure. I would know. I would say it's Amalisa. Lady Amalisa, who, by the way, gave Nynaeve and Egwene dresses. What's up with those dresses that she gave them? Do you think they have like she gave everybody powers clothing. put on them? She gave Rand. She she had the clothing made for Rand too, correct? Um, uh, no, Moraine, Moraine. Moraine had um, the clothes. Yeah, no, uh, Amalisa. No, I think they're just clothes. Adam. I don't think they're like uh, Egwene, uh, Nynaeve. But I think it was probably her order. Actually, no, I guess not, because... I don't know. It's a, it is a mystery. Who has a vested she... interest in Rand being there? Well, it's obviously Moraine. Except it, for the fact that she does be. want but him to go. she specifically was talking about the fact that she was going to let Moraine go free. Right, exactly. So, so I, I don't, don't know. That I don't is, think I mean, it was Moraine. Some, I mean, unless unless I think it was Leandrin, because she wanted him to Leandrin. be there to be killed. That's the, on, that's the only other person who makes sense, is that it's Leandrin. Uh, we don't know. Yeah. But why would she have that much power there? Well, I guess they they do respect the witches. She would have just as much power as Moraine would. So that's that's something we we don't have an answer to. I um, mean, we know Amelisa is being put to the hooks by she's being put up on the hook. So maybe it was her, but I don't think the timing works out for that. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. I don't think so either. Yeah. I think it I think it yeah, has no. to be. I think it I think it has to be. I I am assuming it's Leander. So before we head into our Copland of the Week and who leveled up, the last thing to kind of discuss is our As the World Turns, which we get... Uh, so we get, turn the days we, of our lives. We get a couple of different different things here from these six chapters. First of all, we are introduced to Hurin, uh, the sniffer, who's had his talent for the last four yeah. years. Who's rather suspicious of Perrin. And also, uh, is he well, what's suspicious of Perrin or just he's, like, finds he's Perrin big, interesting? Well, Perrin can do exactly what he's doing, but in a different fashion, apparently. So Huron's like, uh, what's up with I you, I don't dude? know if he can, because Huron says that he can smell a battle that was 10 years old. 
Yeah, but Perrin, and, Perrin knows they're coming up on something evil. He can sense it. He can smell it or whatever he can do. Yeah, and he, he can, can s- also see across across the ferry. He, he I can think smell he can blood. The, right. Perrin can just yeah. smell blood. Perrin has a wolf Perrin's sense just pissed, of smell. Perrin's pissing me off at this point. If <laughs> but it's... But it's a, <laughs> Because he's like, he's just here and there, and he has this really awesome power, and he's just being a baby about it. Yeah, Hur- well, Hurin can smell an it, abstract Perrin. idea, murder. Perrin can smell Perrin the actual can smell thing. the result yeah. of murder. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's I don't a think significant Perrin difference smell there. a battle that last. But it's like Hurin's the ago. only one that notices that Perrin's doing that. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah. the only one picking up on it. Well, Perrin has only done it in one instance. He hasn't been doing yeah. it with with all of he. He's not the one who initially leads but he them says on the hunt for the horn. Like Rand and Matt, oh, I don't care. He says I like it. This Huron guy. He mentions I like it. Huron guy though, because because he he talks about the fact that he started he started picking up this ability, and then it took him a year to realize what it was. Right? Can you imagine what that year was like? That was not very <laughs> difficult. Not, year. not good. Not good. It doesn't seem like they're living a pe- very peaceful land. Right. You'd just be sick all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a good thing not which, a good thing which then that that idea dove, dovetails really nicely into the monologue that Ingtar has in chapter 10 about the place of men in the world and the fact that it seems to be dwindling and that yeah. is the other side of the coin of the fact that while from his perspective men's place the human race's place in the world is decreasing magic's place in the world seems to be increasing we have all of this old magic, which is now presenting itself again. We have Perrin. Perrin. We have what's going on with Egwene. We have what's going on with Rand. We have the emergence of Hurin and his his sniffer ability, which doesn't seem to be something that they've had in the land for a lot of time. I so, don't know that we... The, well, who knows? That, that, they keep it secret. Yeah, that I don't right? know if that's like, given for, for Hurin. Um, it might be yeah. just something that's on the DL because they don't want people like the Aes Sedai freaking out and be so we don't know how don't prevalent know. that is. Yeah, we don't. But know. you're right about all the rest of this stuff. You know what I find interesting about that soliloquy there, and Egwene, right? Eric mentioned that I think the the it reminds he, me of he slightly in, in that morose moment. It kind of reminds me. It's my Tolkien throw of Denethor when he's like before he burns his son and just like all those moments when he just talks, he's so full of despair and he's just so we're all going to die. We're all going to, and that's Huron's just kind of not, not Huron, but uh, Ingtar is kind of of the, of the same mindset. It just, there was like a weird parallel for me that I One is madness though. Yes, true. This is madness has to come in can sometimes stem from despair. Right. And they, and they have a reason to, because, because the, the parallel between those two references is both kingdoms are on the border. So these, these guys are on the border stress. They're facing, they're facing the darkness every day. And so the desperate elements of their current existence can be more prominent it could very easily seem to him that the that the race of of men is dwindling. At the same time, we do know no. that from the number of kingdoms that existed during the time of Archer Hawkwing to what exists yeah, those now, are dwindling. he's truthful um, and accurate when he says, "Like there's just giant swaths of wilderness that exist in this land now that didn't exist before. That there were kingdoms upon kingdoms back right. in the old days." 
And this and this sort of well, builds on the idea that we're heading toward the end of an age. It's it's interesting the way he Jordan is describing, you know, the villages that fail and the towns and they're passing by all these things that used to be great things. It's it's like when you drive through the countryside and you see like that old dilapidated farm and you no one lives there and you wonder what happened. So let's let's talk about our Coplin of the week. Who who is the Coplin of the week for you, Adam? For me, it was a it was a tough one. And the funny thing is it's between the two that I feel like it usually is. But I'm gonna throw it up to Matt because Matt's just really annoying when he finds that <laughs> Rand is just then can, just at that I mean, moment Rand, Matt is really I annoying. And that, that that's how he grew up and everything, but at least Perrin's dealing with it better than him. What about the fact that Matt after after he's trying to apologize to Matt, Matt keeps hanging at the back of the the line and every time no, Rand the front. wanders he's to always, the back to try to talk to him. Muttering something, yeah. He's dragging Perrin along with him. Like he's right, and poor Perrin is caught in the middle. He's he's trying he, he's had a yeah. conversation with Rand at this point. He's trying to talk to him. Of the week for being useless. Well that actually <laughs> funny you should mention that. That is yeah. my couplet of the week is Perrin. Even though he, he is good in that last conversation with Matt, he doesn't stand up to Matt. Or to Rand, I should that conversation. He doesn't stand up to he know Perrin knows the right thing to do here. And he's being yeah. led like a bull by the nose by Matt because Matt just bullies him along into it because he won't stand up for himself. He's too busy looking at the ground so no one can see his little golden eyes that he's so embarrassed about. Perrin, and he won't stand up. And so then finally, finally when Matt, you know, is called out by Rand who admits everything and here's, here's why I'm such a, you know, a jerk because I was trying to save you t- too. And, Par- and Matt's like, oh, I, I didn't know about that. And Perrin's like, yeah. And that's all. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But Matt is the inst- Matt. Matt continues to be the instigator. He does. Oh, my God. And then they don't talk about things. He's completely. Yeah. Well, he Rand is trying and Matt. Matt deliberately does. You know, Won't have it. Just. Just no, I'm saying him and Perrin pain in the butt. afterwards. That would be, like I said before, but blah, 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 blah. Good moment to talk about things. Boys. So mine but you're is, only 20. Mine is okay, Moiraine, yes. who just disappears. Like her her entire her entire thing is Rand is, is going to think that I'm manipulating him, so I'm going to right. make him I'm going to allow him to be free. Go off, <laughs> go away. You can be fine. And you won't realize what I really want you to do. And eventually you'll just kind of stumble into it. And then I'm also going to take these two women out yeah. of their little small town and drag them into this incredibly intrigue and politically charged I'm going to stop you there. She castle. did not take the two women out. Egwene one, one chose them, to come right, along. The true. other one followed. She had well, no part well, of that. No, 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 no. Nope, I, would she, say, I would say also for Moraine, hats off to you, girl, because... Nynaeve was kind of just teetering there for a second. And then Moraine's like, oh, well, you know, you probably want to learn this power in order to, you know, fight me. Right. So she so she starts these she starts these girls down this these women down this path. And then she just poof. I'm hey. sure. I'm sure she's got a reason. So, she, so Andrin, and so hey, Swan, so Swan you just don't like things not explained order. to you. I'm looking for my mentor. Anybody know where she is? No. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> I, no? Pers- I personally want a Moraine in my life 
all the time. She just, she I don't just care if she's using me. If she gets me to the greater good, I'm good with it. She didn't tell well, you where she went. I mean, she's only the most important person in my life right now. You don't know where yeah. she is. Okay. Yeah, Once again, this, like, this goes oh, to Eric's yeah, need to like know. Gandalf. It's Gandalf. It's Gandalfian, and one of the things that and Jordan is striving obviously. to do is is have a character a like that who is who is self motivated as opposed to egalitarian. No, no, yeah. and she okay. she also leaves Swan in the lurch. She leaves the Amarlin seat in the lurch also because she doesn't know where she's gone. So she just. <laughs> She she answers to no one. She apparently is just her, a free agent out there who knows better than everyone else. And yet she's right I every mean, time no, so far. I mean, so far, to right a, so a book and yeah. a book and ninety pages in. That's a good amount. That's uh, six hundred some pages. A lot more pages to go in this book. It's beyond that. So that is yeah. my Copland okay. of the week. Screw right. you and your enigmatic ways, Moiraine Sedai. And come over to my side of the fence. Yes. Yeah. Also take you join David all and me day long. Because we will have <laughs> a cup of tea. Yeah. Yes. So who leveled up this week? All right. Dave? Well, if nobody else is going, uh, Lan definitely leveled up. Hmm. Yeah, we learned boy, a little bit about his past. Oh, I I, I'm also going back to uh, the last week and what he did for Rand in his visitation with the Amerlin. And then mm-hmm. he, he teaches week. Rand a new trick this week, which is sheathing the sword, which is when all else fails, yeah, whatever. let yourself get stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. By a sword. Yeah. <laughs> a sword. And he's uh, like, by the by way, the you're going to know when this happens. You I might it's feel happen. a stinging pain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Thanks, Lan. It's a kamikaze. some good move. moments. Mine but, is, uh, yeah. mine, mine is Varen. Varen leveled up. She's sure. a shrewd one. Well, Varen definitely. Yeah, she knows some stuff. She's a She's force red. to be reckoned with in her little silent sparrow-like ways. Yeah. Uh, mine for the second week in a row is Pot and Fame. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he somehow just Nails put a murder all to a wall. <laughs> Can't congratulations. Task. Yeah. I'm scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I will see you in my dreams. Also, he has. Also, to. he just has. He just has a clutch of dark friends with him. Right. He's like, oh, maybe the Trollocs are going to get hungry. I might feed right. you to them. Right. They're yeah. just well, food. Can well, he's no longer in the cook pot now, is he? Can we just uh, give a little toast to him, uh, the writer, because <laughs> he mentions an inn that is named e- Easing the Badger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though even the owner owner did not know where the does, name does know why it's called the, that. What the name of it meant. No one knows why it's called that. It's yeah. so funny. It's like it's been around so long. It's He's past history. It's like I don't know what it means. Can you imagine owning that place and having to answer that question? I, I'm wondering if that's like his <laughs> his really homage to something to that happened in his life where that was that sort Probably. of situation. Like his friend owns it. a bar called Squeezing the Sparrow, but right. no one knows why. <laughs> Hats off. So that Robert. is it for Paulson. this episode where we covered chapters 7 through 12. Next episode, we will cover chapters 13 through 18. So Hooray. J- join us then as we continue to journey through Robert Jordan's weird world. I think Fun it might pack. not have been as entertaining because I didn't say 100% one time. Bye. Yeah.